Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high-achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I'm here to tell you, you can. You can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here, we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less, making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Happy Friday! You made it through the week. Today's episode is going to be another first. I thought it would be fun to just do a sort of lifestyle episode where I share what is going on in my life, what's been happening the last few weeks, because I know most episodes are very value-driven, right? I'm sharing tips. We're talking about mentorship and I'm teaching you things, but I really want to give you guys a glimpse into just the behind the scenes of my life. I feel like that brings a humanness, right, to the person behind the screen or behind the mic. And I listened to an episode like this from Shaleen Johnson and I really, really enjoyed it. So I thought, why not? I'm going to do an episode like this. I did a poll on Instagram last week and So many of you said yes, you would love to listen to an episode like this. So welcome to a behind the scenes of Lauren's life. As you listen to this, I'm actually on my way to Big Sky, Montana for our annual family ski trip. On that note, I have a couple of episodes that I recorded at the very, very, very beginning of when I launched this podcast, when it was the Mom Hacks podcast on traveling with babies, traveling with toddlers. I think there's an episode on traveling with a baby, traveling with a baby and a toddler. I will link those in the show notes. They are fantastic episodes. I traveled a ton with my son in his first year of life. I think in the episode on traveling with a baby, I said that I traveled with him like four, I was on like 40 flights with him in the first year of his life. I traveled quite a bit uh, with my daughter as well or with both kids as well before COVID hit my daughter was born in October of 2018 so we had like a year and a half of traveling with two before COVID so go check out those two episodes if you have young ones and you're wanting to travel I give you all my tips all my tricks all the best info on traveling with little ones But today's episode is going to be kind of all over the place. I'm just going to jump in and start sharing some of the things that have been going on in my life the last couple of weeks because it's been interesting, guys. It's been really interesting. Never a dull moment over here. So I want to rewind to about two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, my son had some hockey games at night. It was a Friday night. They were at an outdoor rink. I was so excited to go. I had never seen him play. Well, I had seen him play in one game, but it was the very first game he had ever played in. So 
This was the first time I was going to get to watch him after he had actually like practiced with his team and I was so excited. I was like, this is going to be such a fabulous night. My daughter was there. My father-in-law was there. There was this big snow hill that my daughter was playing on with some other kids. I was watching hockey. It was great. And my daughter ran over and she was standing in between myself and my father-in-law watching the hockey game and I have to give you this visual she was like so if you think about a hockey rink the outside you know there's the glass and then below that there's the boards and everything is held together with metal and her height is like perfectly in alignment with like the top metal rail and we're watching the hockey game and all of a sudden she screams and I'm not going to replicate her scream but she screams and I look down and I kid you not you guys her tongue was stuck to the metal railing now I am 37 so if you're around my age or even if you're younger you hopefully have seen the movie A Christmas Story and in that movie there's a scene where the boy sticks his tongue to a metal pole And maybe you thought to yourself, does that actually happen? Because I know I've thought that to myself. I will let you know that it does. That actually does happen in real life, and my daughter did it. She stuck her tongue to the metal rail on the outside of the hockey rink, and it was stuck. It was stuck. And I did not react in the best way. I panicked. She panicked, and she ended up pulling back, and she pulled her tongue off of the metal rail and it was probably it wasn't just the tip of her tongue it was like it wasn't half it wasn't even a third of her tongue probably but like maybe a half of a third of her tongue had been stuck so I mean it still was like a significant portion of the front part of her tongue was stuck and when she pulled it off she pulled like the top layer of skin off I hope you don't get too easily grossed out but you could literally see like taste buds on the metal and it bled it bled. It bled. It bled. It bled. It bled. It, there was so much blood. So needless to say, we ran in. I had to get like paper towel from the bathroom and I ended up spending the rest of the night that we were there. We ended up leaving early, she and I, because we had driven separately, um, holding paper towel on her tongue because she had stuck her tongue to the metal railing and the funny thing was well the thing that I can chuckle at now is she didn't want to put her tongue back in her mouth so eventually her tongue stopped bleeding and she didn't want to put her tongue back in her mouth so like the whole car ride home she sat with her tongue sticking out of her mouth and then she was adamant about going to sleep with her tongue out of her mouth and I was trying to explain to her that at some point in the night her tongue would inevitably go back in her mouth which it did but I was super worried you guys I wasn't sure if she was going to be able to eat really the next day I wasn't sure if it was going to ruin all of our plans for the weekend and we had a lot of plans I will tell you the mouth heals very 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 quickly the next morning she woke up she said she was feeling better she wanted to go to her hockey practice And by Monday morning, her tongue was basically completely healed. I was actually very impressed. I was very surprised at how fast it healed. But I I don't know if you know a child who has done this to themselves. I had never heard of any, any child actually sticking their tongue to a metal pole. But now you know. You know that it really does stick. If it's cold enough, 
It really does stick. And I would not recommend doing it. I would not recommend. I would not recommend even mentioning it to your child because I think the reason that she might have done it is because the weekend before we were at the ski hill and my husband was riding up with her and he told her, you never stick your tongue to a metal pole. He said he told her that. So I think he planted the seed in her head and she's she's something else. So I would not put it past her to be like, I'm going to try this and see. And you know, it's pointless to ask her why she did it. She's four. So I don't think she would remember why she did it or even, I don't know. But anyway, so that was the first thing that happened. We had the tongue situation. That leads me to kids in sports. So I mentioned my son is in hockey and my kids are currently almost six. My son's going to be six in March. Almost six and four. And I feel like for so long we weren't in anything and I was like dying to be in activities and then all of a sudden I snap my fingers and we have activities like almost every night of the week my son is in hockey he was in swim club that's done now so now he's just in hockey for a while but my daughter is in tap class ballet gymnastics hockey oh I think um gymnastics and hockey are wrapping up pretty soon here though so it'll just be tap and ballet tap and ballet are basically from like September to end of May but we have stuff going all the time and I love it I really do it just is it gets to be a lot really fast I can't believe how fast our schedule filled up especially with hockey so my kids were in this thing called learn to play the first last year and then the first half of this winter season and that was just one day a week it was a Saturday morning for 50 minutes and I actually like having things on Saturday mornings because I like getting up and getting moving on a Saturday versus just like letting them watch TV for what seems like ever so I liked having that but then they moved him up to the next uh, group which is U8 which is like eight and under and they have practice now three times a week plus games so last weekend he had two games on Friday night that were about 45 minutes away from our house and then he played for two hours straight on Saturday morning again about 45 minutes away from our house and I was like wow this is really intensifying very quickly and you know we like to do other things we really like to ski if you follow me on Instagram You've seen that we've been skiing a ton this winter. If you don't follow me on Instagram, you should go follow me on Instagram at Lauren underscore Francois. But we really love to ski. Skiing is something that I did, downhill skiing, that I did growing up. I learned when I was four. I love it because it's a family sport and you can do it forever. So I can do it. My husband can do it. My mom can do it. My daughter, who's four, has just taken off with it this year. My son is very good at skiing. So it's something that we can all do together and we can all do together for our entire lives and I love that. So I get worried about hockey because I'm like, when is hockey going to start like really cutting into our skiing time and are we going to have to choose between the two? I think I still have a few years. I don't think things really start to get super intense with hockey until he turns nine. So he's almost six. So I think I have like three more years maybe. But 
you know, I've just been thinking about like kids getting really into sports and how much that can change your life. When I was younger, I was very serious in gymnastics. I did gymnastics for 14 years. Started when I was three and I did it all the way till I was 17. I practiced four hours a night or four hours a day, five days a week. So 20 hours a week. I had, it was my, it was a part-time job. And my parents were, you know, constantly taking me back and forth. We did carpooling. I had meets throughout the winter up in the Twin Cities area in Minneapolis, in Minnesota. And yeah, so I'm just like at this phase where I'm starting to think about the next phase and what that's going to look like when my kids really are in sports and how that's going to affect things that I personally want to do and how I want to raise them because I also really want to travel and I worry about traveling, cutting into sports time and sports time, cutting into traveling time. And, you know, it's just this constant stream of thought. I haven't figured it all out. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I've been thinking about it as we've gotten more and more and more into sports. And maybe if you have kids that are a little bit older than mine and you're starting to navigate this, you can shoot me a message on Instagram or Telegram and let me know kind of how it's going for you, what you've found. I would love to chat with you about that. So kids sports and the hockey situation. The next thing I want to talk about is my dog. So I have two chocolate labs and they are eight and six. And we're going to talk about the six-year-old. So we live on a lake. We have always lived on a lake. So we actually don't ever like bathe our dogs inside in the summer we give them baths in the lake and I don't know maybe you think this is super gross but in the winter we don't really like give them baths they roll around in the snow I'm saying that that cleans them so we never really give our dogs baths well like two weeks ago the Thursday before the Friday of the tongue situation I actually scheduled to have my dogs professionally bathed. There's a place right near our house that's incredible. And my husband was like, can you just schedule to have them bathed and have their nails clipped? And I said, sure. So I scheduled to have them bathed and had their nails clipped. They smelled so good. Their fur was the softest that I have ever felt it in all the years of having them. It was magnificent. And not kidding you. Less than a week later, last week, Wednesday, all of a sudden, my one dog, Lexi, who is six, came in the house and she smelled so foul, so foul. She smelled like rotten fish. And it was like so strong, you guys. It was so terrible. She has never smelled like that. It's the middle of winter. Where is she getting into rotten fish? Like I do not understand what she rolled in, but she rolled in something and it, oh my gosh, the smell is so bad. Even my kids were like, what is that smell? Mom, Lexi smells so bad. Like I know she smells so bad. So I have to give her a bath, which is going to end up being a shower. I'm going to give her a shower in our shower because we have one of those detached like sprayers. And I've decided that I'm just going to shower while I give her a shower because I don't think I can shower her without getting fully drenched because she's not used to being bathed. 
So we're going to tackle that. We're going to shower together and I'm going to bathe her. But I'm like, really? You just got bathed less than a week ago and you never get bathed and you've never been professionally bathed. And somehow less than a week later, you roll in like something that smells like dead fish and it is just horrible. And I'm just like, Yes, you would do that, Lexi. You would do that. Now, the same day that the foul smell happened, I also got stuck in our driveway. I live in northern Wisconsin. We get a lot of snow. And this year we've had really weird winter. It's been up and down in terms of temperature. So we've had quite a few stretches that are in like the mid to upper 30s where the snow melts, but it doesn't melt fully because we have a lot of snow, but then it'll get cold and we'll get snow. That doesn't usually happen. Usually it's just cold. So we had a good amount of snow in our driveway, and then it's been really, really warm, upper 30s, low 40s. And the other night before this, we actually got rain like all night, which is just very strange for this time of year. And what ended up happening is it melted a lot of the snow in our driveway, but it like didn't fully melt it. It turned it into slush. So as I'm going to leave to pick my son up from school, I got stuck in our driveway in the pit of slush. And I could like my car would not move. And I have never been late to pick up my son. That's something I'm like religious about. I never want him to be there sitting at school waiting, wondering where mom is. So I'm never late. And I was stuck. Like I could not get out of my driveway. I ended up having to call my mother-in-law who lives about five minutes from the school to go get him. And I was out there, you guys, I was quite the sight. I was out there in like my wedge, I think they're wedge Ugg boots. My wedge Ugg boots with a spade shovel, like (laughs) shoveling out my tires, trying to get my car to move. (laughs) I can't imagine what people were thinking driving by, but I was out there for a while trying to shovel out my tires. I ended up getting out and pulling forward onto an area that was still frozen, but then I was terrified to like try and move my car to get back into the garage so I ended up just leaving it there until my husband got home and then he took our snowblower and snowblowed and was able to get my car back in the garage. But yeah, I got my st- my car stuck in my own driveway the same day that my dog smelled like rotten fish about a little less than a week after my daughter stuck her tongue to a metal pole. I mean, it was it's been a, it was a great like 6 days of just you know, interesting things happening in our lives. And that leads me to the next thing, which is unrelated to the things that I was just talking about, but something else I want to talk about. So I grew up in um, a city called Onalaska. Onalaska, not Alaska, Onalaska. And it is basically like a suburb of a little bit of a larger city called La Crosse in Wisconsin right on the Mississippi River and again I'm 37 so this is a while ago but when I was in school there was no such thing as truancy like we didn't have 
truancy that I was aware of and I missed a lot of school. I missed a lot of school because my family would travel. I missed a lot of school for gymnastics. I missed a lot of school. But there was never anything like truancy. I never heard the word truancy. There was never anything like truancy court. I I just, there was not. It never was uttered. And that is not the case where I live now. So where I live now and where my kids go to school, they talk about truancy all the time and this thing called truancy court. And my son's in kindergarten now where they actually start keeping track of attendance. And recently I submitted two absence forms for up for our trips. So I told you right now we're on our way to Big Sky, Montana to ski for a week with my family. It's a big family trip we take every year. So I submitted an absence form for that. We're going to be gone for eight days. He's going to miss six school days. And then in April, we're taking the kids to Disney World and he's going to miss another six school days, I believe. And so I submitted these absence forms just to like let the school know and let his teacher know that we're going to be gone. And I got a call from the dean of students (laughs) saying that like these are going to use up his excused absence days and then he's getting into his unexcused absence days. And if he has so many unexcused absent days, then he's truant. And then if he's truant too many days, then we go to truancy court. And I'm like, this kid is in kindergarten. Kindergarten. And he's doing well in school. Like, what is this whole truancy thing? So I actually asked him to explain to me what the process is for truancy and what happens if you go to truancy court. And I was pretty blunt. I was very nice because I want to keep an open line of communication with this person. I want there to be a good relationship. My kids are going to be in school for a long time. My daughter starts 4K, like pre-kindergarten next year. But I was like, we're not going to not travel. Like, I'm not going to not travel because he's going to miss school. Like, traveling is education. Traveling is beneficial. I fully believe that. And we're going to travel. And I don't really care if he's going to miss school to travel as long as he's doing well in school, which he is doing well in school. That's very important to us that our kids do well in school. So that's the top priority. But as long as he's doing well in school... I'm I'm going to pull him out so that we can travel. And I don't really care if he misses more days than you say that he can miss. And so it was just this really interesting conversation. I left it with like, we're going to travel. As long as he's doing well in school, I'm not really worried about it. We're going to keep the lines of communication open. I want to work together with you. But like, I'm not going to not travel. And I'm not going to say my kid's not going to miss school after we use up a certain amount of days because you never know, right? You never know. So I would love to hear whether you guys have experience with truancy. Does your school district do truancy, truancy court? Like this is just like a whole new thing for me. My husband had it growing up here, so I know it's been around for a long time. And he said it was like a statewide law, but I swear to God, my school did not do it because I never heard those words uttered I don't know I don't know what are they gonna do are they gonna kick my son who does really well in school out of school because he missed two days like I just don't get it I really don't get it and I don't get that they don't um like take into consideration why he's missing school like 
I get it for kids who are older who just don't show up to school, right? Like that's a problem if they're skipping school without their parents knowing or if parents are having a hard time getting their kids to school for one reason or another. But like can we not be so black and white? There's so much middle ground here and I just don't understand. I just don't understand the whole truancy thing. I don't. So maybe you guys can shed some light on that for me. So that was the truancy call that I had. Uh, I talked about our upcoming travel. We're headed to Big Sky, Montana. And I'm so excited. Big Sky is one of my favorite places in the whole world. The skiing there is phenomenal. Um, I'm really excited this year because my sister is coming with and she has three kids that are around the same age of my kids and they're all going to do ski school together for a day. Her kids are great skiers. My kids are really good skiers and I'm just excited to ski out there with my kids. Like I don't even care if I don't get a bunch of time skiing the really difficult runs on my own. Like I would like to do a few of them but I'm just so excited to ski with my kids. Last year this trip was a flop because we ended up getting influenza. (laughs) So last year there were like 20 some people in this huge house. All my family. I think there were like 24 or 25 of us staying in this house together. And half of the house got influenza A. Avery got it. I got it. She was throwing up for days. We ended up at the urgent care in Big Sky. They had to give her anti-nausea medicine. So we only got like two days of two or three days of skiing in last year plus it was super cold it was like negative 20 in the morning like this the hill didn't even open on time some mornings because it was so cold so last year's trip was a flop I'm really looking forward to this year's trip I'm excited to ski with the kids I'm excited I'm excited for them to do ski school and I'm just I'm just really excited for this entire trip um I already talked about the ages of my kids and kind of where we're at with sports that was something I wanted to touch on oh the last thing okay so we're at 25 minutes the last thing I want to talk about is this show that my husband and I are watching on Netflix so we don't watch a ton of tv we usually only watch tv like when the tv is on upstairs we have an open concept on our main level so the kitchen and living room all run into each other you can see the tv from the kitchen and I mean, when my kids are home and the TV is on 99.99999% of the time, it's on what they want to watch. It's on either Disney Plus or Amazon and it's on a kid movie or a kid show. So my husband and I don't really watch any TV that we want to watch while the kids are awake. And a lot of times we don't, especially in the summer, we don't even turn the TV on at night because we like to go outside on our deck or down on our dock. But in the winter, we like to get into some series. Well, for the longest time, I didn't subscribe to Netflix because we already were subscribing to Disney Plus and Prime Video and then for a while. And then, but then it was like we had watched a lot of the things on Prime Video and I just couldn't find things that I wanted to watch. So then we subscribed to Apple Plus for a while. Then I canceled that because there wasn't a lot on there that I wanted to watch. So anyway, we, I, subscribed to Netflix recently and there are a lot of really interesting shows on Netflix but I had heard about the series Inventing Anna and I was just so intrigued because it's all about like identity and you guys know I love identity work if you haven't listened to 
the unlock the module or unlock the the magic within 2.0 module on identity you need to go listen to it I'm gonna link it in the show notes too but I just like I'm so fascinated by identity and mindset and so I thought this would be a really cool series to watch and oh my gosh it is like mind it is so interesting I'd love to know if you guys have watched it it's about this girl I don't know if I should call her a woman. I think she was like 25 when all this went down. It went down in 2017, like between 2013 and 2017, but she was arrested in 2017. But she basically like faked her way into New York society and convinced all these like uber powerful, successful, wealthy people that she was this German heiress and like trust fund kid who had all this money, but her dad like wouldn't give her access to the money and she just like fooled all of these people to think that she had all this money and she almost started this like business she almost got a 22 million dollar loan from a bank with like no actual money or collateral or anything so this series is all about like how she did this it is entertaining it is interesting and as I'm watching it I was like is this real because at the beginning I thought it was based on true events and at the beginning of each episode it says this is this story is completely true but then it says except for all the parts that are made up so I'm like is it real or is it not real so I ended up doing some research on Google because I was interested to see if this was really true and it is based on true events the whole series itself isn't completely true as with any like based on true events story but it is based on true events and I was reading some articles about this girl and I'm just like, my mind has been blown by this. But I would highly recommend that series if you are a subscriber of Netflix. And if you have not watched it, I think you would really enjoy it. The other series that I kind of got into based on what other people had said is Emily in Paris. But that one's not as intriguing. Obviously, that one's completely fictional. I have watched quite a few episodes of that here and there. Those episodes are shorter. They're like 30 minutes long. The um, Inventing Anna episodes are an hour and you like want to watch multiple episodes. I don't know about you guys, but I like to go to bed early because I like to get up early. The other night we ended up watching two episodes in a row and we were up past 10 o'clock and I was like, we cannot do that again. So last night we just watched one episode, but highly recommend that. And I think that's where we are going to leave it. We are at 30 minutes. That is kind of a snapshot of my life the last couple of weeks. The things that have happened, the things that are going on, the things that I think about. We are in Big Sky, Montana for an entire week. I'm so excited to be here. I'll be sharing some of our trip on Instagram. So again, make sure you're following me over there. There will be another module of Unlock the Magic Within 2.0 dropping on Monday. I believe we are at module 8. Yes, module 8 will be dropping on Monday. If you are interested in receiving all of the resources that go along with this podcast program, all of the modules have been uploaded as podcast episodes. 
but I'm also sending out journal prompts, homework assignments via email if you're interested in receiving all of those. You can scroll down and click the link in my bio. All you have to do is enter your name and email address and then you will receive all of the emails that have already been sent out starting with the very first module up to the module that most recently dropped and then you'll receive the emails for all of the future modules. Make sure you go subscribe to that and let me know what you thought of this episode. Head on over to either Instagram or Telegram and I'd love to hear from you. Let me, let me know if you want to hear more lifestyle episodes. Let me know your thoughts on any of these topics. Let me know if any of these things have happened to you. I would love to chat with you. So I hope you have a great rest of your Friday. I hope you have a great weekend and I will talk to you at our next episode. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends, and leave me a review. Leaving a review is so simple, but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either, so I'm going to walk you through it. All you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on, find this show, The Wealthy Woman, scroll down, you'll see stars, and with those stars, you can leave me a rating and review. I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this. In all honesty, the reviews are what help the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.